blessing us to be in the house of God. Has the Lord blessed you since you were here last? Amen. <laughs> Has God answered some prayers? Yes. We have some blessings to be thankful for and some things to look forward to. And um, thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Thank the Lord for being able to be one of God's trusting children. Um, I had the occasion to witness a few things this week, and the Lord helped me know how he's blessed us, how he's blessed us to be uh, who we are. And my burden today is the stability of God. And... I'm looking at the message from, uh, I want to share my screen so that you all on the screen can see what I'm talking about. And then I'll share a picture with the group here. Hold on, it's not showing the way I wanted it to. All right. I had it ready, but it's not working the way I wanted to. Technical difficulties here. So those of you who are on your camera, tell me if you can see the picture I'm holding up on the screen. Someone could open there. Yeah. Okay, you can. It looks kind of like a Rubik's cube. Those of you here in the room, can you see this? Yes. So it's a blue and green alternate um, cube here. This is a model of salt. And when you look at that, it's a naturally occurring, we've discovered uh, through chemistry what the scientific components of salt are. And um, I appreciate the Word of God because God does speak in pictures and metaphors often. They're word pictures and metaphors discussing salt. And salt is a very stable cube. And so this is an example in which we can discuss and understand how we ought to be as Christians, where salt is concerned. And God talks about salt, us being the salt of the earth. And so there's some specific features of salt that we ought to have and be that God compares us to. And so there's different places in the Bible. God talks about wheat and going to harvest and how we are to be uh, responding in that instance, God talks about water and how water moves through the earth and how God compares to water. And God talks about salt and compares us in salvation to salt. And salt has some specific features that we can have as children of God and we should have as children of God. And you will have, and if there's a lack in some way, we know it's an opportunity to move closer to God. But I want to encourage and empower us as we look into the word that we recognize the ability that salt has. So I want to just look at the images, this image in particular. And when you think of that, 
when you see the smaller uh, structures next to the larger ones, when you put pressure on that, when you put pressure on that, what do you think happens? Do you think it gets closer together? Yes. It might get closer together. But do you think it's going to fall apart? Or does this structure look like it can take some weight? It can take some weight. It can take some pressure. It can take some pressure. And that's one of the interesting things about salt is it's very stable. It's very stable. When you go to the smallest part of what salt is, if you think you have some salt and you took a hammer and you beat it, does it lose its salt ability? It's still salt. So it can take that pressure, right? It can take that pressure, understanding how stable and um, powerful it is. Have you ever um, seen salt burn? Does salt burn? Have you ever seen that happen? No, it doesn't really burn very well. Doesn't take it. so salt can get hot, but it's uh, it has a high uh, point of uh, a, a combustion. It doesn't it doesn't take a flame make a flame very quickly. It takes a lot of heat for salt to burn. Um, when salt is in water, does it stop being salt? No, it's still salty, right? Yeah. So what <clears throat> when we compare that to our Christian walk and our life as a saint of God, we should continue to attach those abilities to what our salvation is and understand the power thereof. That salvation, God and his trusting children, the saints of God in the world, when it gets hot, when it's a heated situation, you're not quick to burn, not quick to go off. When it's a, a watery situation, all kinds of things moving all around you, you're still salt. And if there's pressure, severe pressure, no matter how small you might feel like you are, you're still salt. Still salt. And the scripture backs up. That. Now, this is not saying that you should now take abuse for everything. No. As life comes at us, things hit us. And it's an encouragement that the Lord can bless us to be stable enough that we don't have to fall and lose our salvation when things are going a particular way. We can thrive in the face of these things that we might be facing because we are the salt of the earth. So there are two elements that are naturally occurring in the earth that make up salt. They are sodium and chloride. And when they get together, they become a solid. Um, sodium is a more solid Chloride, chlorine can be a more gaseous, but when they come together, they become solid. So when it's together in that solution, it becomes a stable solution. And that, that togetherness of salt and stability can be described as the Holy Spirit holding things together. So as we are saved and trusting children, this message is for an experienced Christian and a lesser experienced Christian.
May the Lord inspire our faith. We're going to start with Matthew chapter 5. We're going to go into the Word of God. Matthew chapter 5. And we are going to look at, start at the 11th verse. And we're going to read a few verses there. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and should say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. So nobody likes to, I think the term I've heard, have your name in your mouth. They say, take, your, take my name out of your mouth. That's a contemporary comment. Nobody likes to be spoken ill of. We don't like it when people speak uh, or call you out of your name. Nobody likes that. But it says, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Sometimes, in that stable sense of being the salt of the earth, it brings conviction and people have something to say. And the Lord promises that we will be blessed if it's for the sake of the gospel that we can rest in blessings if it's for my sake continue verse 12 rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven says rejoice when you're persecuted that sounds strange sometimes that's that's how it feels and i've become to a place where i recognize i can gain some exercise and practice in that to make sure i can rejoice and seek blessings if i'm being reviled for the word of God. Some of our missionaries right now are dealing with that and the vile persecution, their revilement and persecution they're experiencing is not just from a person saying something bad about them. Some are dealing with persecution from the governments of the countries in which they are worshiping and being a missionary in. Where it's against the law to practice your choice of faith and so they are suffering persecution as a result. We ought to pray for them and make sure we're in that place. But understand that salvation is strong enough to stand the test of that. Blessed are they who are persecuted. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Great is your reward in heaven. So some may say, well, why do I have to wait till heaven for that reward? Well, sometimes it's worth it to give the testimony now because someone who needs it may not hear it from anyone but you. And so therefore you will need to go through this trial of persecution. And we don't always know where or how long, but sometimes the blessing of persecution means that we have to endure for a while what God has allowed so that someone who needs it can see it and I haven't had the occasion to find that I don't know if you remember the name of the artist we had met and worked with a few years back and she was endeavoring to live a life free from sin and a Christian life and both of her parents were against her and were persecuting her but she stood strong and her she comes to mind she was uh, uh, looking to the Lord to bless her even though her per- both of her parents had a problem with her faith. 
that's a very close position to be in. Some people just say, oh, it's fine. I'm not even talking to my parents. It doesn't matter. But others, it makes a difference. And that might be the only place they would have seen God, but that's a place to be. Not all blessings are delayed until heaven. Living a life free from sin and seeing someone's life change for it is a place to be. And there is a reward there. But God says, great is your reward in heaven. For persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Continuing with the verse that ours our focus. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherefore shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. May the Lord inspire our faith that we would stay with the power of God to be the salt of the earth that he's calling for us. It may require persecution, but God will sustain you through that. He not only will sustain you, he prepares you before you get there. He prepares you to be able to stand in that place in that time. May the Lord have mercy on each and every one of us that we would recognize the salt's power, the power of salvation that God is calling for his trusting children, the power with God that he, we have with him. May the Lord inspire our faith that we would find that this time and place when we look to the uh, blessings that he has for us in salvation, that we would recognize what he's calling for us to be and the power that we have with him. We thank the Lord for his faithfulness in that area, and we thank the Lord. We want to look at We're going to go back to the Old Testament, and we're going to look at Second Kings. We're going to start reading in the second chapter. And if you get there before me, we're at the 20th verse. And the word is cruise. The fifth or sixth word is cruise. Um, go ahead if you have it. And he said, bring me a new cruise and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth unto the spring of the waters and cast the salt in there, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, uh, mm -hmm. Elisha which he spake. And he went up from thence unto Bethel, and as, as he was going up by the way, there came forth little children out of the city. Okay, and we'll pause right there. Thank you. Healing the waters. The salt has the ability to heal. Yes. So the waters were distressed. They had stuff in them that made it so that plants could not grow. And God directed Elisha the prophet to put salt into the waters for healing. So when we think about that, and it says the waters are healed to this day, uh, as the writer is writing, salt has, I showed you the picture to show you how stable and uh, symmetrical salt is. Salt is very balanced. And in order to heal something, you have to be in a place of balance. 
And so salt has the ability to heal. And sometimes that healing may not be exactly comfortable because when we talk about salt in a wound, you think of lots of pain if salt got into your wound. Well, it turns out that when salt gets into a wound, the reason it's painful, it has a disinfecting probability. Salt can disinfect a wound. Salt can heal. Salt can disinfect when you are there, when salvation in his trusting children, when the saints of God are there, things that are broken, that are hurt, can be healed, can be disinfected because of the spirit that is in you and what God can work through you. Amen. And sometimes that might feel a little uncomfortable, but God makes a provision for you to be a healing because when the healing happens, there is relief. So that means that God can continue to bless us to come to a place and space and a time and location. And the words that you say can bring life. The words that you say can bring guidance. The words that you say can bring support. May the Lord inspire our faith. We are looking to the Lord to continue to hold, uh, hold us up, to be the support that God has for us. He says, you're the salt of the earth. And that salt is stable. That salt is encouraging. That salt is healing. And then we think about salt in a practical sense. It can help in seasoning food for it to be different and better. So we have many abilities in God's kingdom as the salt of the earth. And we ought to make sure you are where you ought to be in your salvation to be all of those things. Because God can call on us to heal in many different times and places. God can call on us to, to uh, disinfect in certain times and places. God can call on us to stand and withstand when there is persecution in the area. Stand and withstand. May the Lord inspire our faith. We can look to God to bless us because we are stable in where we are. So if you're feeling a little shaky in some way, recognize that God has called you to stabilize where you are. Things that might make it shaky, a little bit of uh, doubt may creep in there. Some questions may creep in there. And just because you're having that temptation for doubt doesn't mean it's sin. It's an opportunity to say, Lord, I need to stabilize where you're calling for me to be. I need a blessing in the area that is concerning for us. I need uh, guidance because I desire to be the salt of the earth that you're calling for me to be. Because we never know in what space that salt is going to be. We never know in what time and space we are there. So may the Lord inspire our faith that we can recognize this metaphor that God gives for us on being the salt of the earth. The reason why we have the blessed opportunity to be a defense a spiritual defense to protect us and ourselves from who uh, comes against us. May the Lord inspire our faith 
that we would not be so distressed that we forget who God called us to be. I'm thinking of a situation in which we are building on something, where we've made some progress. We've made some uh, I, uh, progress in how God's calling for us. And then God allows a trial to hit. And sometimes the devil can say, where is God in all this? Look how he left you. Sometimes when God is allowing something to happen and we are going through a trial and he's asking us to trust in him, he's letting it be to a place so that we can see how God takes care of his children. Sometimes it's for someone else to see how God takes care of his children. Sometimes some people don't know what God does to take care of his children. And you are the one who is in the place and time who has the opportunity to see and hear. And you are the one who needs to go through something. And when you're the salt of the earth, you're connected with God. You can handle that sort of thing. You can handle that sort of uh, event to occur. One of the places that we need to, we always, I like to always support in is when there is grief. Sometimes grief can come from the typical means, which is the passing of a loved one. That's the, oftentimes when we think of grief, that's what we think of is when there's passing. And we ought to pray for those times of grief. We who are God's trusting children, we who are the salt of the earth, we have the opportunity, power, and ability to make sure we are able to pray for all of those situations when grief can be overwhelming. There are other places where grief can come, and there's enough power with God that we can pray for blessings in those areas. There are places where salt of the earth needs to be the one to protect the one to heal the one to be the representative to God uh, and speak up for what it is that he has for us and that makes us different because we have to be willing and able to speak and if that's a challenge for you some people are not public speaking type people or speak up for certain things type and you have some challenges with that the Lord can bless you to encourage and inspire you, to give you the words at the time that you need to speak. You can trust in him to be faithful in that time. The Lord can bless us as we are moving through our daily life, that we can be the blessing of uh, the salt of the earth that uh, we need to be. Because sometimes we need to be the salt for ourselves. We need to be the salt that says, nope, I'm going to trust in God for this. I'm going to trust in God for this healing. I'm going to trust in God for this decision because that is the best defense that you have. When we lean to our own understanding, you run the risk of making a mistake. And so when God can guide you, he can be the salt for you, for yourself, to say, Lord, I'm trusting in you to work these things out. I've had a recent occasion to face that situation. I can testify to you the Lord can sustain you. It takes time for certain things to happen, and God has time to work. We need to make sure we're trusting in him. May the Lord inspire our faith as we endeavor to do his will. We're so thankful that we have this opportunity to be in the house of God and to learn and be reminded. We want to look at Mark 
We're going to go over to the book of Mark. We're going to be in the ninth chapter of Mark. Fiftieth verse, last verse of the ninth chapter. Salt is good, but if salt have lost its saltiness, wherein will we season it? Have salt in yourself and have peace one with another. Salt stabilizes. Let's remember that going forward, that uh, this particular metaphor gives us an action to use, be choosing to be salty. Now, sometimes... When we say that in contemporary times, it's meant as uh, uh, salt is equal to sassy. Salt is equal to sometimes rude as a contemporary piece. However, when we are the salt God is calling for us in the word of God, that salt has the power to heal, bless, and encourage. That salt has the ability that salt that is the salvation we live in our lives has the ability to do all the things we've talked about. So recognize that salt as God ordains it is good. And we ought to carry forth recognizing we can handle with God. We can handle being in the place and space he's calling for us to be. May the Lord bless us as we are able to continue to be the men and women of God he's calling for us to be, the young people of God he's calling for us to be. And there's an opportunity for us to stand up for, speak up for, and be who God is calling for us to be. So you might feel, you might say, well, I'm not, I'm not the stand-up kind of person. I'm just kind of a quiet person. Well, salt doesn't have to be big to be real. What matters is that you are where God is calling you for, to be. You can be exactly who you are supposed to be, representing the salvation and love of God with the exact communication that you normally do. What matters is that it's ordained by God, that you're speaking the way God calls you to speak, that you're praying the way God calls you to pray, that you're living the way God calls you to live. We are the salt of the earth. The scripture says, will he find his salvation when he comes back? Will he find salt? Will he find us? Can he depend on us to be here? We have an opportunity each and every day this week going in front of us. I encourage and challenge us to make sure your salt is good. That the words that you say are healing. The words that you say are disinfecting. The words that you say are representative of who God is calling for you to be. We are the salt of the earth. May the Lord inspire our faith. We trust this is an encouragement to your soul.